Welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast, bringing you hints, tips, advice and inspiration as you walk your path to living a rich and full alcohol-free life. Discover why sobriety is the most loving gift of self-care and self-love and how you can feel empowered and joyous with your choice to live the abundant life of alcohol freedom that you deserve. I'm Gail MacDonald, coach, teacher, mum and tea drinker, living a life of alcohol freedom and I'm here to help you to transform your relationship with alcohol in a way that feels good so you can live the life you deserve without alcohol holding you back. Hello, hello, Gail here from SoberBliss.com bringing you this week's podcast. I have actually changed the day that I'm recording podcasts at the moment because my kids are finally back at school after our three-week COVID quarantine and it's taken me a little while to get back into the swing of things. So it's a random Wednesday morning and I'm sat here in my car. Thankfully, it's warming up now, so I haven't got the blanket on. But I'm still in my car and here I am recording this podcast for you. And it's it's a good one. I have to say it's a good one because I'm answering or I'm talking about the question of moderation. Now, moderation, I, I heard this once actually, that moderation is the unicorn of of drinking. It's some mythical, wondrous thing that just doesn't exist. Um, and that's how I see it. You know, you might have different opinions. Um, so hopefully today uh, I can shed some light on the unicorn that is moderation. Now, before I kind of dive into this, um, I'm not talking about, well, I am going to talk about moderation, obviously, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> but if you are a moderate drinker, you might not even be listening to this, actually. But moderation in this, the way that I'm going to talk about it today is for for you, if you want to stop drinking, if you try to stop drinking and then you go back to moderation or you think that maybe I can just moderate. You know, I'm not talking about the people who can have a glass of champagne at a wedding and then not have anything for three months or can have a glass of wine with lunch on a Sunday and not even finish it and be done with it. You know, they are not the people who are listening to this podcast. So I'm talking to you if you have tried to stop drinking, you want to stop drinking and then you go back to moderation or you think if only I could just moderate then everything would be okay. If only I could just drink like a normal person. Have you heard that? I've said that to myself. So this podcast is for you. I'm going to be talking about the question, hopefully answering the question that you might think to yourself when you think about quitting drinking. Why can't I just moderate? Um, and I'm very familiar with 
the concept of, of moderation because before I stopped drinking for good, which was on the 28th of March 2018, um, I used to get so frustrated and upset and annoyed with myself. I said quite often, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I just be like everybody else? Why can't I just have a couple of beers at the weekend and be happy with that? Why can't I just moderate? And I wasn't alone. My husband couldn't moderate either. Um, And perhaps you're feeling the same way. Um, And actually one of our gorgeous members posted this the other day and it just rang true to me so much. Um, She posted... One is too many and 1,000 is not enough. And she's right. Drinking can become all-consuming. It can take over your whole life. And trying to moderate it when it's already such a big part of your life just adds to the, the thoughts, the confusion, the shame and the guilt and quite frankly, it's exhausting. You know, when I think of moderation, the word exhausting comes to mind. So let's talk about this a bit more in the podcast today. We're going to talk about, you know, why I think, and this is my opinion, you know, I'm not telling you that this is the truth. This is the truth for me. This is how I have found it to be. And A lot of people feel the same way, but it's not 100% fact. This is my opinion. This is my truth. So we're going to talk about why I feel, why I believe that moderating and using willpower just doesn't work. And I'm going to give you some ideas of what you can do instead. So let's dive in then. Um, Yeah. Before I stopped drinking, I really wanted to be that person who could just take it or leave it. Just have that one glass of wine and be done with it. But I I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Uh, I did have stretches of sobriety. um, Quite long stretches of not drinking. You know, obviously during both my pregnancies and, and then breastfeeding. And a little while after that, so, you know, maybe about a year and a year and a bit each time. Um, And then once in, I think it was maybe 2013, I stopped drinking for six months. Um, I don't know what happened. I just stopped for six months and it was brilliant. But then I went back. After that six month period, thinking, oh, I I can do this. You know, I've not had a drink for six whole months. It'll be fine. I'll just have a beer today. I just fancied a beer. Um, and then it, that's when I just ended up right back to where I started from. You know, because it never is just one beer. It started quite slowly. I would have one beer and then maybe nothing the next day and then a couple of days later have a few more. But, you know, before I knew it, I was just right back into the whole cycle again um, of drinking daily. And that 
that lasted for five years. So that was my experience of thinking that I could moderate. Yeah, I just have one. And there I was, five years later, drinking daily. And in that cycle of drinking, feeling awful, drinking, feeling awful, and drink some more. So that was me for five years. Desperate to get back to where I was for that, you know, glorious six-month stretch. Wishing, hoping, wanting to get back to that happy place where my life was free from alcohol. And I am here now, as you know, um, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me for a while. Uh, as I record this, I am just over three years sober. And I am in my happy place. And I didn't get here by moderating. So let's just talk about moderation then. Um, I tried it, obviously, after that six-month stretch. I tried to moderate and then ended up back in the cycle of drinking. And then before I stopped drinking, I tried to cut down my drinking. I tried to moderate it again. And I did this basically by putting lots of rules and restrictions in place. Probably you're familiar with most of them. So my moderation rules, if you like, looked like this. I used to say things like, I will have my first drink after six o'clock in the evening or I will only drink once the kids are in bed. I will only have four beers a night. I will only drink wine. I will only drink beer. I will alternate my drinks with water. Uh, I'll only drink at the weekend. I'll only drink when I go out. I will buy bottles of wine instead of the boxes of wine. Um, I will make sure my glass is empty before I fill it up. Um, I will only buy six beers instead of a full crate of 24 beers. Um, I won't drink on Mondays. Um, you get the idea. You know, the rules, they worked for a bit, maybe a week or so. But, you know, gradually... Bit by bit, I would slip back into the same old routine as we all do. And that's because alcohol is addictive. You know, you can't moderate an addictive substance. So the weekends, instead of th starting on a Saturday afternoon, they would start on a Thursday. Um, I would find myself going out more or wanting to go out more, even if it was just next door. Or across the street because I knew that my neighbours had alcohol. So that was okay. Uh, I would start to lie about the number of beers that I'd had. And that thing about, you know, making sure my wine glass was empty before I refilled it. So I could keep count of the amount of glasses of wine I'd had. No, I wouldn't let my glass go empty. I would just keep topping it up, you know, just one glass of wine, an everlasting glass of wine. So, you know, you get the idea. For me, I just couldn't stick to these rules and regulations. And it was hard work <clears throat> trying to. It was hard work trying to keep up with it. And remember what I'd said. And then, of course, you know, you break a rule and you feel bad. 
because you broke a rule. But actually, you know, once you've broken one rule, then it's easier to break another and another until all of your rules just go out the window and you're back to where you started from. So when I finally got rid of all the rules and regulations and just said, okay, I'm just not going to drink, that was in March 2018. And despite what I thought, despite what I'd heard, despite what I'd been told, it was so much easier to have no alcohol. It was so much more liberating to be alcohol free completely than it was um, to try and control how much I could drink. You know, alcohol controls us, not the other way around. And I really wish that I'd learned that sooner. Alcohol now has no power over me whatsoever. It doesn't even figure into my life or my thoughts anymore. Yet when I was trying to moderate, it was all that I could think about. Um, so why is it so difficult? Why is it so difficult to moderate? And if you're asking yourself, well, why can't I just moderate? Maybe Gail was a rubbish moderator. Maybe you're thinking that, you know, just because it didn't work for you, does it mean that it can't work for me? Well, hopefully I'll be able to answer that questions for you. So here are a few reasons why I believe we can't moderate. And the first one is those rules and regulations. You know, self-imposed rules and restrictions are so easily broken. And when we break one of those rules, it follows that we will break the next one and the one after that and the one after that, no matter how hard we try not to. And maybe, you know, it's that little rebel inside of you. Maybe you think, that, you know, you want to break the rule, even though you said it yourself. You don't want to live by some stupid restriction. Why should you? You're a grown-up. I don't want to have to live by these rules. So the rebel inside you will automatically want to break them. Um, so that's why having rules and restrictions is not a good idea. And then obviously after that, you know, after we've broken our own rules... We might feel bad, we might feel guilty, we might feel that we've failed. So we end up drinking more to block out those feelings of shame and guilt and, and failure. And that's another reason why I don't like rules and moderation. Um, and I touched on this next point before, Forcing yourself to, to moderate and stick to rules is exhausting. It truly is. Um, from my experience, you know, it's like trying to, to white knuckle it through the dry days until you're allowed to have a drink again. There's always that, you know, negative self-talk going on in your head. Um, the wine witch is constantly on your shoulder you know saying things like um well you know you're going to drink on thursday that's the day you're allowed so you know why don't you just have one now uh you're rubbish at sticking to these rules i don't know why you bother just drink 
um, you know that by the end of the week, all of these restrictions you've put on yourself are just going to be gone. So you might as well give in now and just drink. You know, all of that, all of that internal dialogue is so draining and defeating and exhausting. Um, and it's no wonder that you end up just giving in because it does get too much. So, of course, you end up feeling worse about yourself and then guess what? You drink some more. You know, that, that was my experience completely. That's why the weekends would never start on a Friday. They always used to start on a Thursday. And I'd like to talk about willpower here as well. Um, I th there's a brilliant quote, um, and I think it's by, oh, I can't remember her name. Um, I'll put it in the show notes when I remember. Um, and it goes something like, willpower doesn't work. There is no power in, in willpower. Um, and it is a paradox in that sense. There is no power in willpower. If you are using willpower to moderate your drinking, if you are using willpower to stick to those rules, then all you're really doing is fighting against the thing that you desire. So you're fighting against what you want. You want to stop drinking, but yet because of the, the rules and the restrictions and using your willpower, you're fighting against your desire because you don't really want to keep drinking, but you're trying to use willpower to fight against the thing that you want. So that's one of the reasons why I think willpower doesn't work because it's not in alignment with what you really want. Um, and I think what's worse as well about trying to cut down or moderate is that when we do this, especially when we have the rule of I'm only going to drink at the weekend, it's like, well, we see alcohol as a treat then, don't we? We see it as a reward, something to, to yeah, to treat ourselves with. You know, we've got through the week, we managed a whole week without drinking, now it's the weekend, I can have a drink. So we're we are rewarding ourselves with the very thing that we're trying not to have in the first place. And to me, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And also the problem with seeing alcohol is that it, it, as a treat is that it's like you're confirming the fact that not drinking is dull and boring. You know, not drinking is, oh, the Monday to Friday, boring weeks. Drinking equals fun, equals the weekend. But, you know, that could not be further from the truth. It, quite the opposite, in fact. So that's another reason with trying to moderate or restrict our drinking to just the weekends. And I've written a blog post about that. And I leave the link in the show notes to try and help you get a bit clearer on why it's not good to drink at the weekends. Um, so yeah, we're trying to reward ourselves with the very thing that we are trying not to do in the first place, which does not make any sense at all. 
So if you um, are listening to this and you're nodding your head and you're relating to some of the things that I'm saying, um, you know, what what else can you do? What can I do about this? If if I don't want to moderate, if it's not working for me, what can I do instead? Um, so I'm going to try and help you with some pointers through the remainder of this podcast. So instead of asking yourself, why can't I drink normally? Why can't I just moderate? I want you to ask yourself different question. Well, the first thing is actually that I want to say um, get rid of that word can't because it's so negative and it's so defeatist and it makes you feel like you're deprived. So get rid of that word can't. Why can't I drink? Why can't I moderate? Why can't I just have one? Just change that dialogue completely and see it as a choice. You know me by now. I like to change things around. I like to focus on the positives. So I want you to start thinking about it as a choice. I don't want to put myself through the hell of moderation anymore, for example. What do you want? So ask yourself, what do I really want? How do I really want to feel? And that's going to help you get clear on the steps that you need to take to get to where you want to be. Um, So as we've seen, using rules and and willpower to moderate is hopeless, Um, especially if you don't know what it is that you want, you know, especially if you don't know deep down on a soul level, on a subconscious level, what you want. And the other thing is, is that if you haven't really committed to making the change and all of the things that go with it, then you, you're going to find it slow progress. You're going to find it hard going because it's, you know, again, it's that internal battle that you have within yourself. That was my problem. You know, before I'd stopped drinking for good, and when I was trying to moderate and, and restrict how much I drank and when I drank, um, it was a big problem. I knew that my drinking was, was getting out of control. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it made me feel. And I would often wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm not going to drink today. But then two o'clock would roll by and there I was in front of the fridge again. And that was because I hadn't fully committed to doing it. I always made these decisions off the back of a hangover or a really bad night's sleep or, you know, a a terrible evening at home with the kids. So it it wasn't a, a decision that I'd committed to on a deep level. Um, You know, I hadn't committed to taking the steps that I needed to take I imagined actually I thought that one day I would just be able to moderate um, and I would just gradually cut down until I stopped magically one day Um, but that doesn't happen as you know it it always goes the other way Um, and I think the problem is when I made these decisions um, 
often on a Monday morning. I still had alcohol in my system. I was still probably withdrawing and detoxing. And I still had that association with the weekend. And alcohol is a treat. So I was in a kind of a... I was in a difficult place because I wanted to stop on the one hand, but yet on the other hand, it, it was still a treat for me. Um, and I wasn't sure I was ready to give up my treat. You know, all of those thoughts that, that were in our heads. Um, but it wasn't until I made the firm and final decision that I wasn't going to drink anymore that's when I discovered that I didn't need willpower. That's when I discovered that I didn't need to suffer or struggle through moderation. That's when I discovered that actually all the rules that I put in place were just a complete waste of time and made everything much more difficult than it needed to be. Um, so I would say that is key. And it was absolutely key for me to make the decision um you know once you know what it is that you truly want on a deep soul level once that decision is made then the internal struggle disappears you know that's when the rules disappear that's when the restrictions disappear because you don't need them and that is the most liberating feeling in the world so if i you know, if you don't take anything else away from this podcast, take this away. That rules, restrictions and moderation equals exhaustion. Making a firm decision to stop drinking is the most liberating feeling in the world. And just to highlight that, I'm going to share my Michael Jordan quote with you, which I've shared it many times before. And he said, once I made a decision, I never thought about it again. And that is so true. It was so true for me. I made the decision that I wasn't going to drink. And then I never thought about drinking again. In the sense of how much can I drink? What if I just have one? You know, all of those things that we've talked about. I didn't think about alcohol in that way anymore. That's not to say that it was plain sailing from then. Of course it wasn't. I still had cravings to deal with and my triggers to work through. And, you know, all of those things that I've talked about in the past. But making the decision not to drink removed that from the equation. So it was kind of like, okay, well, now I'm not drinking. What am I going to do instead and that's when I really began to to grow and to learn and to, to discover who I really am by removing alcohol from the equation. By removing alcohol from my brain, I think, is the best way to describe it. Um, so, yeah, you know, when I made that decision, when I committed to change... Um, it was so freeing and liberating. And alcohol, having a drink, just doesn't cross my mind anymore. It hasn't entered my head at all since I made that decision. 
Um, it was tough at first, obviously, because that day I was probably hungover. I can't remember. I think I was. Um, I wasn't sleeping great. I was still detoxing, withdrawing, all of that. But I felt peace in my head for the first time in a long time. And it just felt so good going to bed that night without that awful niggle that I'd let myself down, that I'd done it again, that I'd let the thoughts take over. Um, so yeah, I made that decision, well I can't say the word today, I was clear about my reasons why I wanted to stop and I was committed. I was committed that I would never ever put myself through that way, through put myself through that again or feel that way again and I wouldn't put my my family through those horrors that came with my drinking I'd found peace I genuinely felt that I'd found peace and I just wanted to hold on to that so there's so much to be gained from a single decision not a decision like a wishy-washy will I won't I kind of maybe perhaps kind of decision no a firm choice a commitment and a promise to yourself um and i know that must sound amazing if you're listening to this you must be thinking wow i don't believe you or that's too good to be true um so let me help you with some other things that that you can do right now so the question of moderating or cutting down or using willpower and struggle just doesn't doesn't come into it anymore. Um, you know, after all, if you've already tried moderating and it hasn't worked, if you are moderating right now and you're struggling, then then you must know that it's not the answer. Um, so, so why not try something else? You know, if what you're doing now is not working then it's time to give something else a go and if this podcast will help you then keep listening because after all what have you got to lose um so here are my kind of tips and advice if you like on how to stop drinking or how to at least come to that decision how to make that promise to yourself without willpower or moderating so number one, and this is so powerful, so important, so liberating and uplifting that it's something I refer to again and again and again. Um, make sure your why, make sure your reason for stopping is strong and powerful. Make sure it's more emotionally motivational to you than having a drink is so once you really know no not no once you feel why you want to stop drinking then willpower just doesn't come into it at all and you won't even want to go there and if you're not sure what I mean by that exactly like how do I get my why you know what does it even mean then go back and listen to the podcast about creating a vision for your sobriety 
Because that's what it's all about, really. It's going back to that question, what do I want? How do I want to feel? Once you know what you want your life to look like, once you know what you want your life to feel like, when you know what you want instead, and you have a deep connection to those emotions, then you don't need willpower at all. So go back and listen to that podcast because it will really help you get clear on how to come up with your why and why you need a why in the first place. Um, so that's the first thing to do. The second thing um, is to make that decision. Make the choice, make the promise that you are going to stop. Don't scare yourself with a time frame or give yourself a goal. Um, just decide that you are not drinking and never question that decision that you've made. Um, I think it's Holly Whitaker. She has a tattoo of the letters and it's never question the decision. And it's so important. Once you begin to doubt and question, then it can get really difficult. And that's what I did. I said, okay, I'm not drinking, no matter what. So no matter what happens, no matter how I'm feeling, I'm not drinking. I didn't say I'm not drinking for a month, I'm not drinking for a year, I'm not drinking forever, none of that. It was just, I am not drinking, no matter what. And that that took away the, the, the wishy-washy, will I, won't I kind of things that had been going through my head beforehand. Um, so make that promise to yourself. And then commit fully to your promise, commit fully to your choice and do everything you can in your power to make your commitment stick. Plan everything, get prepared, tell people, get support. Um, you know, think about everything. So what are you going to do with the time that you're going to save? How am I going to deal with the emotions? What am I going to do with the money that I'm saving and not spending on alcohol? Um, what am I going to do if I get a craving or if I feel triggered? So think about all of those things. And if you need some support with this, please send me an email, leave me a message. Um, right now in the month of May, I have an opening for one-to-one -one client coaching. So if you want me to help you personally with this, then get in touch. Let's have a chat. There's always our support membership you can come and join and ask all of those questions. Get the advice, the support and the connection. Um, but And listen to the podcasts, read the blog posts, you know, get as much help and information as you can to help you make that commitment to yourself. Um, another thing that I would say, and this came up with, uh, after a chat with one of my other friends, is to try and make your environment fit in with the choice that you've made. And I don't mean, you know, redecorate your whole house or relocate or move out or anything crazy like that. Um, but it's things like, um, avoiding bars and restaurants for the minute and I know we're just coming out of a 18 month global pandemic when we haven't been able to go anywhere um, 
but avoid the places that are triggering for you basically and if you all your drinking is done at home like mine used to be it can be helpful to choose a different space to spend your time in at least in the beginning so if you always sat on the sofa in front of the tv with a glass of wine then maybe go and sit in another room or change your room around or sit on a different chair you know make it different so you don't have that association with sitting on the sofa equals drinking wine okay so it's important that you that you try and change things around a little bit on the outside because that's going to help you make the changes in the inside you know make your space as, as calming as possible make it nice make it lovely make it beautiful make it inspirational make it part of your new alcohol free life um surround yourself with things and people that you love um you know this is where all the treats come in so make sure you have lots of nice alcohol free drinks make sure you can get to nice food if you want it you know all of those things it's not about depriving it's about being the person that you are going to be and not drink so you know make it as easy as possible for you to be that person who doesn't drink and again if you need any more support with this any more ideas then check out the the blog post the podcasts or send me an email um so you know change your environment regarding people activities which might be a bit easier to do now that restrictions are easing um lightly you know now is not the time to decide okay i'm stopping drinking but i'm just going to go to the pub with my mates because i can you know not that's not helping and why put yourself through that as well but the key thing to remember and keep strong in your mind is that moderating doesn't work because it requires willpower and as we've seen you know the willpower doesn't work either it's like a muscle it gets tired so you might be able to hang on hang on hang on hang on then eventually though it will give in so it all starts with in within your heart with your soul and your mindset which is why making the decision is so important and coming to that decision is is going to take time and if you need help with that let me help you but it's the most important thing that you can do um and yeah making that decision is difficult but it's so important because for me personally once i made that decision then the whole journey became so much easier you know like i said before i was i felt liberated i felt free i relieved that i didn't have to drink anymore the internal struggles were gone there were no crazy rules to stick to anymore and then feel bad about because i'd broken them um and above all you know i would say that i finally found the freedom and the peace that that i'd been craving just you know that peace just to get to get on with my life how i wanted to without alcohol holding me back and getting in the way i was able to focus on the people that i love i was able to focus on myself 
and do the things that I'd always wanted to do but I'd been put on hold because I was either too drunk or too hungover or too focused on on alcohol to be able to do it um so yeah for me moderation I might have wandered off on a bit of a tangent here but moderation is not the way to go because it actually takes up more headspace more real estate as one of our members said the other day takes up more room in your mind in your heart in your soul than actually it deserves to it is far more liberating and much more freeing to not have alcohol on your mind in that way anymore so they're my kind of top tips come to the decision come to a soul heart-centered decision about why you want to stop drinking and that will carry you through you know go back to that podcast I talked about creating a vision all the links will be in the bottom of the show notes Um, and when you're moderating you are not free to focus on the things that you want to focus on you are not free to be able to do what you want to do that's why I don't like the idea of moderation but instead if you choose yourself if you choose freedom and liberation and peace of mind and if you keep that choice close to you if you connect to those feelings of what alcohol-free life really means to you then you won't need willpower and and moderation just will not come into it at all Ah, so I hope that's helped you today. Um, I do feel like I've rambled on for long enough now, but it is an important topic and something that is quite close to my heart. Um, so if you've listened to this and you're thinking, I've still got questions, I'm still not sure what to do, then please get in touch. As I said before, I have some spots open this May for one-to-one coaching. There's only three spots available. So if you want one, then let's get on a call and have a chat because they will go quickly. Send me an email, send me a message, ask any questions that you want to ask me and I will get back to you and let's have a chat about where you can go from here and how I can help you move forward in your journey to a wonderful alcohol-free life. So I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast today. Do share it with anybody who you think might be interested. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave a review and come and connect with me. Um, Join my newsletter if you haven't already. Come and join the Blissfully Sober Facebook group. Check out the membership and obviously if you're looking for more focused one-to-one personal support then do get in touch with me and we can have a chat about that so have a marvelous day it's still wednesday here i haven't carried on that long so yeah whatever day of the week it is for you whatever time of the day you're listening to this do have a great rest of day and i will speak to you very soon in the next sober bliss podcast and hopefully we'll 
get together and be able to have a chat in person. I'd love that too. Okay, thanks so much for listening. Take care and have a wonderful week. Bye.